Welcome to It's All Poop and Plastic with Seema. Today, I would like to... Well, I wouldn't like to. It's sort of something that bugs me. But I'm going to talk about medical malpractice. Uh, You know, uh, doctors really badly... Uh, miss uh, using misdiagnosis and what happens quite frequently here um, signing you up for a battery of tests uh, that may um, not be necessarily directly connected with whatever is ailing you um and this is this is uh, in uniquely uh, a problem in Canada um, because we have uh, an organization that um, deals with medical malpractice in a way that is. Um, beneficial for the doctor's reputation and um, sort of puts a wedge between uh, patients actually patients and their families usually it's their families because the patient is usually dead Um, being able to claim uh, any compensation money but, you know, whatever, that is a very uh, deep, very dark uh, subject. And it really is something that um, while it's important, is not something that I want to be stuck on. Uh, so let's see is there some way to pivot to look at uh, the situation in another way a lot of it has to do with power right so people are feeling powerless they're feeling victimized they are being victimized Um, and some of that is having given up your power. So what is that? What does that mean? You know, I I mean, if you're sick, uh, if you're not feeling well, the first thing that somebody will say to you is, have you seen the doctor? Right? I mean, it's, it's, it is, uh, the go-to solution, um, as far as we're taught. This is what you do. And anybody who doesn't do that um, is considered a lunatic. You know. Um, And if you, you know, if you get sick enough, uh, or if you get, um, yeah, if you get sick enough, you you just want it to end. You know, it's it's a horrible... And the only only doctor that I have seen, uh, or that I... 
quote-unquote know of (laughs) that doesn't believe that pain is uh, something to uh, avoid. And uh, let me be clear, I'm not talking about pain that, you know, of course you want to avoid jumping off a cliff. You want to avoid putting your hand on a hot stove. I don't mean that kind of pain. I'm talking about the pain that's like actually emanating from your body um, is very much uh, trying to tell you something. And that was the doctor on Little House on the Prairie. Um, I forget what his name is, but, you know, he was uh, somebody who said time and time again um, that pain is there for a reason. And it's, and it's telling us something about something that we, we need to pay attention to, right? Um, and so, unless it's something coming externally, right? So if it's something like an infection, uh, you know, a viral situation, I, you know, I'm not saying that you need to have some kind of soul-searching uh, in order to avoid getting coronavirus because that's ridiculous and you know I don't want to go into a ridiculous um, area you know like you you could be living really right and still get the Ebola virus or whatever <laughs> so I don't talking about that I'm talking about just the pain the inflammations the um the aches, the uh, different organ issues um, are are saying something, you know, and and it could it, it could not be it's it, it, I don't want to make it into a character. Um, it's not necessarily saying something about your character. It could be saying something. Uh, very serious about your environment. It could be saying something very serious about, um, you know, the kind of water you're drinking, you know, or the kind of food that you have available to you, Um, you know, uh, either by either food that you choose or food that is, you know, if you're living in a food desert, it's no accident that um, people who are living in food deserts are experiencing rampant diabetes and rampant uh, inflammation and uh, cancer and, you know, just like everything. Anyway, so the pain is trying to tell us something, you know, and, um, so we go with our begging bowl to the doctor man and say, please help me doctor, like help me not feel this way. And this, even if they are well-intended, um, places them in a, an extremely um, 
advantageous position, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a superior position, you know, there's a lot of talk nowadays about a, a team, building a team, but um, the doctor is still uh, considered the star quarterback, right, of that team. So, what does that do to the psyche of the person that is being placed in this savior role? You know, it, uh, it, it can mean a lot of things. It can mean that um, they get comfortable with what they're doing. And they can make mistakes, you know, as a result. Uh, it can mean that they make a mistake and they don't want to um, own up to it. Because making the mistake uh, would mean... Or admitting to the mistake, admitting to the mistake might mean that they are no longer as powerful, um, that they're not going to be uh, highly regarded, um, that people will not trust them. And it's arguably the thing that needs to happen. You know, uh, really, if you need to defend your reputation, then you got to you've got to take a look at what it is that you're doing right um you know you're obviously not looking at yourself through the right lens if uh it's a situation where you're you're, you're feeling like there's an onslaught um, against you. And if you, you know, if you really are a good doctor, then, you know, uh, perhaps you won't, you wouldn't need to lie, right? In order to defend your position. And, and it brings me to a, to a, to something that happened actually to me. Um, or actually, it happened to my mother. This uh, very—I—I I, I don't even know the words to describe this particular doctor. Um, maybe, maybe just the Merchant of Death, you know, uh, would be a good description. Uh, was constantly trying to uh, place my mother in a palliative situation and uh, wanting uh, her to, uh, or, or actually me, to sign over a, a do not uh, resuscitate. And uh, I said, I, I'm, I'm not going to do it and because I know my mother's wishes. If you're asking me to sign a do not resuscitate for me, then 
100%, I'll do it. Uh, but that is not why my mother goes to a doctor. My mother doesn't go to a doctor or a hospital <laughs> to relieve that institution and that doctor of their best performance. Right? So she's not there to relieve them of their duties. And uh, so anyway, as my mother was in the ICU, this doctor lied. He lied over her um, over her body. And I saw this this guy uh, a couple of times because I had to go into the hospital again with my father. And at those times, I, I guess, you know, he just, like, um, was a few feet away from me, having turned a corner or whatever. But um, uh, when my brother was in the ICU and also having his death experience, um, this, I, I, I needed to use the washroom and I was in the hallway with this doctor and for the first time in uh, four years he and I were actually going to cross paths and so he was coming past me and I sort of leaned over and I said, asshole. And he was shocked and looked at me and I just kept walking. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, because there are consequences. You know, should I have forgiven this man? Well, I don't know. He didn't ask for it. He didn't. Uh, he didn't ask for my forgiveness. He didn't even admit to the mistake. And so, you know, that stuff is out there. You know, the the bad thing is still out there. And I think, uh, and I know, anyway, that we do a lot of things, and we. You can we can be good little soldiers and whatever. Um, maybe this man potentially hasn't lied at all since that day that he did that over my mother's body. But I mean, I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, but there are consequences, you know. And maybe that was just his one of his consequences after years and years and uh, you know something in him must have known that he was deserving of that statement because 
he didn't turn around and say, what did you say to me? He didn't, you know, um, nothing in him felt righteous enough to question what I just said to him. Anyway, um, maybe I've gone off track. But back to giving away our power and having people that we give our power to behave badly towards us is not new. It's not even exclusive to doctors and politicians and companies that you work for, um, you know, uh, you're born into a situation where, you know, uh, one or more people have power over you, and so it's not even something that you have given them, it's, 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 it's a default, you know, and then, through some negotiations in in a good set of circumstances, through some negotiations, you come to an agreement and then enter into adulthood. So what would it be like to have a relationship with medical people that is really collaborative. I don't know. I haven't had that situation, you know. Uh, you know where I where I had a completely like a really good circumstance, and uh, most of the the real healing um, that I've been involved in has come through months and months and months of work and um, it's been just as easy to lose it all you know uh, but maybe maybe there there's there's some kind of different collaborative um, understanding that we could have uh, that uh, is accountable uh, that, and maybe stretch it out, maybe have that, have that accountability with parenting, with, uh, politics, um, with our own selves, you know, to understand that we are the guardians of our own hearts, 
and you know that's a pretty serious charge that we should be um, considering you know uh, a little bit more deeply anyway something to chew on it's a little bit you know chewy a subject um but today's episode is a brought to you by dusk and uh, dusk is most often a very uh, interesting uh, mysterious time of day um, it's you know, like the the different colors that you have at dusk um, sort of the uh, potential excitement of the evening um, is is there's a glint of it at, at dusk um, but really a a time of day that is under under relished yeah dusk is an under relished time of day and I leave you with this and uh, invite you to come join us again till next time <laughs>